Welcome to this special edition of On Texas Football. This is the true freshman check-in, and today we're going to be going over the uh, offensive side of the ball and all the new true freshmen, seeing what's going on with them, what we've learned from pra the practices and scrimmages. And uh, Bobby, Jerry, I know y'all have heard a lot, <laughs> a lot of good things, definitely. So let's just start right at the top with the five-star quarterback in Arch Manning and uh, what you're hearing. Jerry, well, I, I will let you start. <laughs> the, the, the reality of it is, Blake, before we even get to that particular player, I think that I want to say this. Uh, the freshmen overall right now are as advertised. Yes, I think that's the most important thing. If I, if I could get one thing across to everybody in, in the first 30 seconds here, it's that there is not one of them that isn't as advertised, in my opinion, based on what I know which is not typical at all of a recruiting class. Sometimes they're late developing or this guy didn't come in. And, I mean, they look at overall. So, Jerry, you, you take Arch Manning, and if you have anything off the top, too, to, to Blake's point, I mean, go for it. Yeah, I think this freshman class, the 25 guys, they signed 14 were early enrollees. So 14 guys are ahead of the game. That is very rare. It's getting to be – more of the norm, I would say, but that's still more than half your class is ahead of the game in spring football. So that's something for Texas fans to remember. That means they had a spring with Tory Becton, a spring on the football field, and a full summer with Tory Becton before they even hit the field in August, well before their first game. So this class is ahead of the game in that regard. They're ahead of the game um, from a competitive professional standpoint right now. Um, they're, they're coachable. They're listeners. They're uh, showing up early for meetings and have been. This is a really good group of guys. It's one of the reasons Sarkeesian is so excited. Uh, Blake, you said Arch Manning, let's start the number one player in the country. Or, um, And, you know, in my opinion, he should have been number one by everybody. But, uh, look, Arch had a good spring. Um, too many people took had too many takeaways from the spring game uh, without maybe the full understanding of what was on the table in that spring game. Uh, but, look, Arch is – uh, I was told he's even a different level athlete this year with with the uh, the summer with Tory Becton. He put in a lot of work, obviously with Sarkeesian and Milwee when he wasn't in Austin. He was working with David Morris of QB Country, uh, who Steve Sarkeesian has a lot of respect for. Obviously, 2025 commit KJ Lacey works with uh, David Morris, but on Arch. Here's the thing. Steve Sarkeesian and Bobby can sp speak to this. He was talking about distributing the ball as a quarterback. That is Arch Manning's strength. Um, and look, he has he, he does have a leg up. They ran this pretty much this offense in high school. Uh, Coach Stewart at Isidore Newman's really close with Sarkeesian and Milwee. They were a lot of elements in this offense from the call, the play calls, the checks, everything. So Arch came in with some familiarity, but he has adjusted to the speed of the game really well. He's a really good athlete. He gets the ball out quick. Anybody that's seen him, they, they know how quick that release is. He's un, he's in balance all the time uh, as a quarterback. But, again, he's, making, he's getting the ball out of his hands to the right people. He's distributing the football. And, of course, everybody's talking about kind of the word got out. He had a 50-yard touchdown run in the scrimmage, at least 50. Some people say it was longer than that. You know, look, the legend's going to grow here when nobody's watching, <laughs> right? But let's say 50-plus, it may have been 52, 53. But uh, I talked to somebody this morning and said, I didn't realize he was that fast. And that's him at about – and Arch is about 220 right now. I would say this, too, uh, Jerry. And, and I want to see uh, – Jerry and Blake, I want to uh, me and Jerry to give 
our grades on the players at this time too, if, if based on expectations too somewhat. So my point is you're talking about the number one player in the country. He's ma- he's matching expectations right now based on my, what I've gotten and heard behind the scenes and what I've seen personally. If the number one player in the country is matching expectations, that is an A. Correct. <laughs> so let, let's let's just be clear. That's I'm giving Arch Manning an A, and I think it's important that people recognize and realize, you know, we are dealing with a special prospect here. So yep. that that's what I will say. A for me too. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, of course, Arch being the the lone quarterback take of last year's class. So let's move on to the running back group, where there were actually two, and we'll start with uh, the out of state guy, C.J. Baxter, out of Florida. Yeah, C.J. Baxter, look, he came in early enrollee again, and we've said this for a long time on this show and on Inside Texas. He's your typical high school, public school kid in the state of Florida. Those kids are more raw. The setup's not like Texas and Georgia. Those kids are not even close to being physically maxed out. So Cedric Baxter is listed at 6'1", 218 now, and it's a different-looking 218 than his high school 215, and he's headed to 222, 225 pounds. But here's the thing that, you know, you always wonder about Bobby with the backs is the vision from the high school level to the college level, right? I think that that is where guys are tested. Everybody talks about pass pro, yeah, but it's really the vision first is where these guys are tested because the holes pinch and close so much quicker. you got to be able to see that. you got to have that peripheral vision to see the cutback lane quicker. And from everything we're hearing, I think, Bobby, we're hearing the same thing. His vision is really good. He's got the jump cut. He's got the skip cut. He can get small for a big guy when he needs to. He can accelerate enough. He's good in the open field with some – vertical cuts but his vision is carrying from high school to the college level as the speed of the game's gotten faster and I think that's important to note right now he has been and I, and I will say this based on what I've been told he has been better in scrimmages and live action yep. than in pre-practice type stuff so he's got to learn to do what Jonathan Brooks does and that's make every rep count so that he's running everything exactly right as they're warming up so that he can run it exactly right, actually, when they go live. But his, based on my immediate reaction, what I've been told, he is looking extremely strong in live settings. So yep. when the ball is given to him, he scored a touchdown on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday uh, during the scrimmage, short yardage and situational. He, he is going to be a guy. He's got to get the nuances of the college running back possession, uh, position down because that's where he's going to make that. He's not going to just be an A-plus talent like he is. He can actually be an A-plus player. I, I think, again, this is an A, A-minus. Yeah. I mean, he's going to play right away. He just may not be a superstar right away. I, I think he's a tremendous, tremendous player, Jerry. And Texas and Tashar Choice continue to, to do really, really well at running back. Yeah, I, I give I give him an A again because uh, early enrollee, he's shown a little bit out of the backfield too. He can catch the football. He's a willing pass pro guy that's going to have to really, for those guys, it comes down to actually getting in a game and having that 250-pound linebacker come downhill at them and actually have to make that body reactive move and block that guy and pick those things up in a game. Uh, but he's a willing blocker and pass pro. And, and here's the other thing, he's worked really hard. He's come in as a five-star guy. And he's worked like a three-star guy with a chip on his shoulder, and that's what you like to see. 
All right, guys. Well, next up on the list of the two running backs that Texas took last year is Trey Wisner out of DeSoto. Um, obviously didn't come in as highly ranked, but did come in off a state championship. And so, you know, very productive career there at DeSoto. What are y'all hearing on him and what do you think? Well, I, I've heard guys that he's a multi-tool back. You know, they want to use him in a variety of ways, not unlike what they're tr they were trying to do with Savion Red uh, until Red sprained his shoulder. Uh, so you look at that, Weiser specializes in, I mean, look, he is a little bit of a jet, I guess is the best way to put it, out of the backfield and can really make some people, uh, you know, twist <laughs> in space, is, I guess is the best way to put it. The, the problem we have is he did not come in at midterm. And I haven't he seen or heard enough of him to say, hey, this is this is an A or a B. I would give him an incomplete at this point just based on what I know because I haven't seen enough of them uh, personally. Jerry, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think I think those guys that are early enrollee guys are probably incompletes until the end of fall camp. The guys that are early enrollees, we have a little bit more in the Rolodex, what we've heard, seen from them. Uh, here's the one thing about Trey that I want to point out. He came in about 180 pounds. He's 195 now. So again, he he and that's the way he appeared to me when I saw him in high school. Is I kind of call him a Florida high school kid in a way. Is you know he's that he's played high school running back. He was a multi-sport guy at Connolly before he came to Desoto, right? But he had a lot of growth growth potential physically. And Tory Beckton, Tashar Choice, those guys have got it done. So to me, what that's doing is we kind of wondered: Is he going to end up being a slot receiver? Or is he going to stay at running back? If his frame's filling out that quickly, I'm starting to think about him a little differently, Bobby. I, I agree. I mean, I think that, look, they're going to need somebody next year to replace Keelan Robinson for sure, yep. at the very least. So that gives him an opportunity to shine. Now, what happens with Jaden Blue, uh, Cedric Baxter, those guys, we're, we're going to wait and see. There are injuries that are going to happen at the running back spot. Right. We know that. It happens every year. It happened last year, um, year before. Uh, with great players. So uh, there's going to be a need there. We just got to get there. But right now, the, the, the issue again is until you – I haven't seen him really take hits. Right. And and I've heard and talked to some people that they like him. There's no doubt about that. It's just until you see it, you got you got to wonder. Exactly. Makes sense for sure. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to the next position group. That's wide receiver, but we're going to stay right there in DeSoto as uh, Jonte Cook is next on the list. And the former five-star coming in with high expectations, obviously flashed a little bit in the spring game. Has he carried that over to the fall? Yeah, he has. It's uh, as one of our co commenters says, it may be Jonte's world. We're, we're going to find out. Um, <laughs> but look, Jonte is, uh, I, I talked about on Inside Texas earlier today, his ability, the young receivers that can really gear up and gear down, those guys make an impact in the college game. One, they, because that's the, to me, is the most difficult part for a young receiver to understand is getting into it quickly, still saving some, gearing up, then being able to gear down when it's time to cut. And that is a strength because Jante's fast, but he's almost like powerful fast in a way. And I'm not saying the way he looks, he's six foot 186. But the way he pushes through the ground when he gears down is kind of like a powerful strong for a six foot 186 pound receiver. So he's able to gear down and create separation out of his cuts. And that leads to a guy that can be a really good double move receiver. That leads to a guy who can really have 
after catch ability because he's got so much separation he can turn up the field quickly and hit the accelerator. Uh, so he's had a really strong spring and how or and now fall how how strong has it been? Bobby, he's up for backup punt returner too, so he's showing sure hands as well. You know what I think that's interesting here uh, from from my vantage point. Um, there are a lot of expectations on him. Yeah. I mean, just bottom line, a lot of expectations. And I mean, we're talking about all these guys are actually matching expectations mostly. Right. I mean, because they're ready. Um, Jonte is one of those. He had a tremendous scrimmage yesterday. Tremendous. Maybe he he was one of the better receivers on the field yesterday uh, at the uh, fall uh, first fall scrimmage. My, My take on this is, you know, how are they going to incorporate him into games? But he's ready to go, Jerry. I yes. mean, that's that's the interesting thing to me. It doesn't mean that, you know, he's perfect by any stretch. He's still learning. He's a little herky-jerky at times and kind of kind of overmoves sometimes, right, to try to get free. But that's just natural of being a young receiver. He's still – the effort level is high on every snap. And, and I want to say that that's something that we're hearing across the board on these freshmen – is the effort level. And maybe that's why they were so high. That's the third-ranked class in the country. Maybe that's why they're so good coming in. The effort level in practice for those freshmen, by and large, have been very, very well received. Um, I, I give I give Jonte an A because I think he's going to be uh, – he's probably the fourth receiver this year, fifth – I mean, just depending, the third outside guy. I, I, I like him a lot, and I think he's going to think he's going to do some good stuff. Yeah, I'm going A plus because UT boy will uh, will ha- have it no other way. <laughs> All right. Well, for this next one, we're going to head out west to DeAndre Moore and Bobby. I know you've been pretty high on him uh, throughout the off season. So, what's what's the latest on Moore? I I I have I talked to someone again yesterday. I have absolutely zero qualms saying that he is the subtlest of all the receivers. If that makes sense. Um, he moves without acting like he's moved. He's kind of like moves a little bit like a cat, um, if that makes sense. Uh, but very, very subtle, uh, can actually uh, get deep on you uh, in, in ways, really works well over the middle of the field. This is the, a perfect guy that could be a next generation Jordan Whittington, but a little bit more natural at yeah. the inside receiver position than Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington's a powerful athlete. Moore is not necessarily a powerful athlete as much as he is a subtle one. I, I use this uh, I use this analogy. It's like you look out of a, at a lake and it's just supremely flat and clear and no ripples, right? That's how DeAndre Moore runs. I mean, you don't see any ripples. You don't. He's not. You know, you don't see big shoulder moves or anything like that. He does what he can, and I I I love the guy. If I were to give a grade of A plus to somebody. Based on what I thought, like I thought he was going to be an A minus B plus coming in, I would give him an A plus, guys. That's the that's one of my surprises of, of of fall camp as well as spring, even. Well, and to Bobby's point, there's two ways to create separation at wideout, and that's just being an explosive guy that can gear down and go boom and just explode. Then there's the super smooth guy. DeAndre Moore is a super smooth guy, and what we found is I think that gave people some people some pause when he was being ranked out of high school, Bobby, because he doesn't on tape look like he's fast. But then when you see him in person, 
like in the spring, well, he was getting separation from guys that are older than him. So it's that smoothness he's got. But here's the other thing. He's going to be reliable. He has a natural feel for the position against zone. He's going to have a feel for it. Uh, quarterbacks will be able to rely on him, um, and he will catch the ball in traffic. I, I go A-plus. I think Texas hit some some bombs at wide receiver now in this class. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right, guys, one last one in the wide receiver group, and that's Ryan Niblett. And, uh, you know, didn't wasn't an early enrollee, but it sounds like he's already making some some progress, making some waves. Yeah, I think I think Jerry and I have heard the same thing on this. Um, perhaps the most explosive of that freshman wide receiver group and showing much better hands than anticipated. They just didn't know because even though he played wide receiver, they didn't. Aldi Nike did not necessarily have a great quarterback situation, right? Um, and he didn't play in a bunch of seven-on-sevens. He was always busy with other sports, including track, where he was, you know, extremely good. So uh, with with Ryan Niblett, I would lean to whatever we rated him, I would, re- I would lean to being higher than expected. At the same time, I think you have to give him incomplete. Incomplete. I haven't seen – I mean, it's just like Trey Wisner. I, I haven't seen him do it yet. Uh, even a, enough, although I think the trend line there is up. I, I, and I'll say this. What caught my attention was that Quinn, Quinn Ewers mentioned him in a press conference twice last week. That means old quarterback one is seeing something in him. Uh, and that means he's seeing an explosive guy. Because, those, you know, who do you notice? The guy that can score touchdowns for you. All right, well, let's move on to the tight ends. And, of course, Texas took two last year. The first one uh, of those two being Will Randall, same school as Arch Manning, Arch's teammates. And, what you know, I know he kept kind of coming off of an injury. So, you know, that's the important thing to note there. But are you what are you hearing when it comes to Randall? I think, uh, obviously, he's an, obviously the guys that are early enrollees are going to be incompletes for us. And Will, you know, he's back out there. He's wearing a knee brace on, the, uh, I believe, the right knee. Um, when we were there for the open media windows. Here was what Will Randall's strength was to me when I was at Isidore Newman a couple times last year. All-around football player, willing blocker. Um, I mean, he was their best edge player on defense, a special teams guy, a guy that you can just do a lot with. And he can – kind of like Andrew Beck. I think he can impact winning without being the wow player. And it's going to take him some time because there's some good players in front of him but can he develop into the Andrew Beck type of player? It, I think he has similar ability, um, having seen both in high school. That's going to kind of be the question. Andrew Beck was better than people thought. I mean, he was recruited as a linebacker. He was better than people thought because he could do a little bit of everything, Bobby. Yeah, I, look, the, I, don't, I think we should take both these uh, tight ends together and yep. talk about Spencer Shannon at the same time. And, and the reason why is because neither one of them were there in the spring. Uh, Shannon has Spencer Shannon has the the bigger toolkit, right? He's a taller guy. He's gonna get. He's gonna grow to be 260, 270 pounds, mostly muscle. The the thing with Spencer and and Will is that neither of them are the ideal tight end. They don't both have everything, right? And so you're you're trying to get extract something from both of them. Uh, Shannon's issue is that he's not necessarily a quick twitch guy. So Jerry mentioned Will Randall being that a little bit uh, good receiver because he's a little a little quick, right? Um, I, I feel like 
that could be a, an issue for Spencer Shannon long-term. He's more Gunner Helm than he is JT Sanders. Not that anybody expected anything different. I'm just trying to give you an, a comparison. Uh, but both of the tight ends are uh, are what I would call uh, developments in progress right now. Not higher. Maybe Spencer Shannon's a little higher than people had him rated, but not necessarily lower either. I would I would I would definitely go incomplete, but give you a trend line there a little bit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, well, Texas took five offensive linemen in that 23 recruiting class. Of course, obviously now all five on campus. So let's just start at the very top. We'll go in alphabetical order, and let's go with Jaden Chapman out of Parker Heights. Yeah, Kyle, first of all, Kyle Flood was bored. He only took five linemen in that class. You know? <laughs> I mean, this 24 class is going to be very boring, um, but uh, he's going to be wondering what to do next. Um, but, yeah, Jaden Chapman may have the most versatility of this group. I mean, he's – Spent some practice time at tackle, some at guard. I, I, we've heard he's even maybe snapped a football or two at times. Um, but I think guard is probably where he ends up long term. Not that he couldn't kick out to a right tackle, but another guy who played basketball, you can tell a difference in his frame right now. Um, for me, I haven't heard enough. Look, all these guys, I mean, they're, now look, they were there early. I mean, everybody but Goosby was an early enrollee. Uh, but some of these guys we just haven't seen enough of. But I think what we've seen from Jaden Chapman, Bobby, is enough to know the recruitment of him checks out as far as the quickness, the knee bend, the flexibility, the agility as they're building his frame. Yeah, I think he's a B plus, A minus, which is what he was. That, that was his grade as a recruit. Yeah. Essentially, right? Because, you you know, five stars are 6.1s and right. you know what I mean? or whatever you want to call them that we used to do back in the day when we were elsewhere, Jerry. Um, I, I think that you, J Jaden Chapman is a future starter at Texas if he keeps the trend line going. Yeah. Where that will be on the field, I kind of think he's a, a tackle guard prospect that can flip and flop, yeah. right? I mean, not unlike a little bit. He's not the size of Cam Williams, don't get me wrong. But he's more in line with what maybe Christian Jones was. That's what, I think that's a great call, Bobby. As as what his body shape will end up being three years from now, when he's had three years of eating three or three to four times a day, a lot of protein, you know, all that stuff, and and be in the weight room. Uh, but I, I think he's very. I think he's. I think he actually is more talented than Christian in some ways. Yeah. But we'll see if his body develops the same way. All right, moving on, we're going to go to Andre Kojo out of Mansfield Timberview. You know, I, here's I'm I'm going to give Kojo an A minus, Bobby. 
Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's like I would expect coming in, he was a B minus. Yeah. So, so here's why. I mean, look, he came in at 16 years and about, what, 11 months. He was 16 years old when he took his first college class at Texas. He also made big gains from junior to senior year. Um, he was not in the best physical shape when I saw him at camps. And you, you're seeing a big difference now. And the fact that he's working at both tackle spots as a 17-year-old kid tells you that the Texas staff is seeing something there. He's not buried and we're going to just, well, we'll worry about him in a couple of years. That to me means, okay, this guy's impressing Texas a little bit more because it'd be easy to say, we're going to stick it right tackle. We're going to give you a couple of years to develop. You just turned 17. Now, He's playing. He's getting time at both tackle spots. It, it doesn't matter if it's third team or not. There's some talented future draft picks ahead of him, but he's doing enough to where I think he's going a little past my expectations right now. Now he's got to do it on the field. I mean, hell, he'll only be 18 when he plays his first college game next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my thought process on this is similar to Jerry's. I mean, look, I mean, Texas did not after having a huge uh, recruiting class the year before on the offensive line that was highly decorated. Last year's group were more developmental prospects. Let's just, other than Jaden Chapman, there weren't, they weren't necessarily quote unquote, highly, highly rated, right? They weren't top 100 prospects in the country, except for Chapman, maybe. My, my take on this is that you get those developmental guys in, you have to start developing them. Yeah. Kojo's uh, weight transfer within the first six months is absolutely noticeable. Combine that with what they've done elsewhere on the offensive line, Malik Ogbo right now, who's a redshirt freshman has totally transformed his body. Right. And so you don't know where some of these guys, Jerry are going to end up where his body might go. He might end up being a tackle. He might end up being a guard. Uh, the, the important part though, is one is he's transforming his body. So the development is, is on the way. And then two, he's shown a proclivity to be a good player and he's shown the quickness they like. Yep. So you add those three things together, and all of a sudden you get you get an offensive lineman that they like long term. You just don't know where is he going to pan out at. Yeah, but, but he's on that route, right? And when he's, he's going to hit the field, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, the third one out of these five is Tre Trevor Goosby. Excuse me. Uh, and Bobby, you said wasn't an early enrollee. Uh, he was on the show with us. He was very excited to get down to Austin. So he's down there now. What's the latest? I'm going to take this one in front of Jerry. Jerry's been taking him. I, I, I like Trevor Goosby a lot. I think he's a future, has a future at left tackle. Um, did not, I, I didn't know what to think uh, coming into to him because I had not seen as much of him as I had others. Uh, and I just think he's so long armed, Jerry. Um, and perhaps just quick enough uh, to be an occupier at left tackle. Uh, he's got to like, the rest of them. He needs to add muscle mass. He's already a big guy. Don't we? Kyle flood doesn't recruit anything other than big guys. But uh, the point being there is again, they may have gotten something here. I, I, I would go like if you, your expectations of Trevor Gooseby based on where he was ranked in recruiting would be a B B plushes. I, I think he's more of an a minus right now as well. Um, and here's the thing with him. When he committed, he was about six, six to 68. He showed up at shade, I think, 6'7", 271, because he played basketball, right? He threw the shot. He wasn't going to gain weight. He's 297 pounds right now, and he was not an early enrollee. 
I mean, uh, Jerry, I, look, Jerry, let me ask you this. Pretty big number. <laughs> hey, Jerry, let me ask you this. This is this is one of the questions I had, right? So we just talked about how Andre Kojo is reapportioning his weight downwards. We've talked about not only Trevor Goosby going up, Trey Wisner going up. It, and, and on the other side of the ball, Anthony Hill. It, it just seems like Texas is being, and I wrote this on Inside Texas earlier today, they're developing guys and taking them the right way. Yes. Whether that's a, I don't know whether it's a plan. I'm sure it's a plan. But the fact that they're actually executing the plan, it's one thing to have a plan. It's another thing to make it work, right? I mean, that's, what do you think of that, Jerry? Oh, 100%. I mean, look, uh, I spoke with somebody um, uh, familiar with uh, Manny Muhammad, and he's gained 13 pounds. I mean, and that's a corner. And, and, and they said, we think he's actually faster now. And that's when you know you're doing the right things is when guys are stacking good weight and they're retaining quickness and speed and maybe getting a tick faster. That's the whole name of the game to me. Well, let's move on, guys, to the next one. And this is the only offensive line prospect that's outside of the Lone Star State for this freshman class. And um, that's Peyton Kirkland of Orlando, Florida. You know, Peyton came in as a guy that I think Bobby and I both had some questions about. You know, look, he see, I said he had to be more physical. His senior tape, you know, he had an injury his sophomore year. Uh, he bounced back from that. But his his tape wasn't always the guy that was DJ Campbell looking to knock somebody into the first row of the stands. You're right. He was more of a finesse player, and I, I use that term loosely. But I was told early on that he was answering the bell physically last spring. And I think that's kind of carried over from what we've seen. And obviously his body was going to transform. He's 6'5 and a half, 355, right? It's going to be a different 340, 335 was his goal. Um, but I think he's answered the bell physically. And I think that was the biggest thing for, for Peyton is can you take that physicality up two or three notches, especially going into the SEC where you're playing against – uh, future draft picks every single snap you're going to play. And from everything I've heard, Bobby, he's uh, he's absolutely done that. And he moved Jerry in from tackle to guard recently. I, that that Like he was working that left tackle. Um, and so this means that I, I think he was a more natural guard. And so yep. this is, in my eyes, a, a positive development and, and probably one that bodes well for Chapman, Kojo, and Goosby. Correct. Right, because uh, before before Gooseby showed up, Kirkland was running uh, uh, just tackle. Now he got moved inside. Kojo is now running tackle as well, since he's uh, reapportioned some weight. Uh, so I look. I think uh, Kirkland is probably an as is grade. I think what was he a three star Jerry coming in? Yep. Is that right? Uh, three star. Yep. Yeah. B B B minus whatever. Um, I would put him in that same category now. I, I wonder if he had as good a summer as the other guys, because I will say this, Kojo clearly ramped up. Right. Gooseby came in better than expected and has accelerated. Chapman, multiple positions already working it, right? So what is, where, where's, where's Peyton in that group? And he's got to prove something to the coaches, I'm sure. Um, but I do think now that he's at guard, the fact is, he is quick for a guard, Jerry. Yes. And he's bit, he, yet he still has that size. So he has the talent 
He got he has to become more physical, but that's just about all of these guys, not named DJ Campbell and, and Neto. other things. Yeah. Um and Neto. I so look, that those would be my that would be mine. I think he's still in that B B minus uh category. Agree. All right, guys. Very last one, last but not least, is offensive lineman Connor Stroh out of Frisco. Yeah. Okay. So Connor is a large human amongst large humans. Um, Definitely. So watching him in drills in the open media set uh, practice uh, windows, Neto quicker, right? More Neto is a quicker, more powerful. Connor Stroh may be not as may not be as quick of an initial mover, but he's so strong on contact. If he gets his hands on you, he's going to jolt you. And he is a guy that started working to transform his body in high school. This guy works as hard as anybody they have in the program. From everything I hear, that's going to give him a chance to maximize. Um, Bobby, I would say I think he came in probably a B uh, as far as the rankings go. I would give him a B plus because I do think he's kind of I think he's better maybe than anticipated, but he's still got to work to get quicker with his feet. I, you can't really change your body quickness naturally, but you can get quicker feet initially, right? Yeah, I, I think he, my question for him is I don't know that like uh, to your point, Jerry. I feel like he's very very uh, he, he's he's a I don't want to say he's one, he's like a one trick pony, right? Where he he is a run blocking road grader right. because I worry about his feet. And, and that's been the case forever. At the same time, it's clear he is attempting to maximize whatever the good Lord gave him. Yeah. So that's always a positive note. Um, I, I would stick with where I'm at right now because I haven't seen enough quickness out of him to think that he's going to be that guy. Now, if he ever does get it, this is not a guy that goes from, a, in my opinion, Jerry, that goes from a B to a B plus. If he gets and can manage that quickness, he goes from a B to an A. Yeah. So if, if that makes sense, I, he jumps that much if he can extract enough quickness, because to your point, that initial jolt, he, and, and then the follow through on it, he is among large humans, him and Cam Williams are the largest of large humans. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's bigger than Kelvin Banks, guys. Well, right. If he lines up next to Gooseby, you'd think Gooseby weighs 260, okay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's that's it on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to put y'all on the spot, though, real quick before we wrap this Love up. <laughs> if you had to pick one true freshman offensive player to make the biggest impact this season, who is your preseason candidate? I'd go Jonte. I'd go Jonte unless there's an injury at quarterback. And then I think it's Malik and Arch fighting it out like dogs. But uh, barring that, I'd go Jonte at this point. Yeah, I'm actually the same. I, I go Jonte. I think uh, his ability to get vertically down the field, um, I think come working with margin hooks put him ahead of the game. I give margin credit. I mean, remember Marvin Mims freshman year at Oklahoma, some of the other guys he's had, J. Michael Sturdivant at Cal's freshman uh, after his redshirt year when he got a chance. Those kids have really performed that, that work a couple of years with margin. And then also in the punt return game, because here's the thing, does Texas really want Xavier Worthy out there all the time returning punts? That's to be determined. 
So if Jonte could come in as a punt returner, I think he's going to have more chances uh, to be the guy. And I also think, think, look, this is he came from that winning a state championship program, right? He came in with a expectation, not that DeAndre Moore didn't, um, but he came in with this expectation kind of like Manny Muhammad has to me, which we'll talk about next. And those guys, even though they were highly ranked guys, they're kind of racing past it right now for me. I will add this to uh, touchdowns. So the other person that I would, if I wouldn't have picked Jonte, I would have gone with Cedric Baxter. Because I think given Savion Red's uh, shoulder injury, he was actually a really good short yardage back. Jonathan Brooks is going to get a lot of time. Said Baxter is going to get a lot of time too. So I, Jonte Cook, Said Baxter, probably my two right th- right now. I, I was wondering if either one of you are going to say Baxter. So there you go. Uh-huh. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Don't forget to head on over to InsideTexas.com right now. You can get your first month free, or I'm sorry, your first month for $1 if you're not a subscriber already, or 25% off the annual subscription. That's another special going on right now. We encourage you to go check it out. If you're not a member already, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. We would definitely appreciate that as well. And uh, we'll be back later this week with the defensive side of the ball. Until then, for Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton, I'm Blake Monroe, and we'll see you next time.